Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 126 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. Over the last little while, uh, as I've talked about animals, my boy has come up to me and asked if we could go shed hunting this year. I, I'm not a shed hunter. I've never been. We've gone a handful of times and found a couple but it's just never been my thing. But his buddies, and he sees it, you know, people packing around these big antlers, and he just wants to be a part of that group. And, and when you, you have a child that asks you, can I go outside, please, instead of saying, can I come and watch a iPad or whatever, it just gets you excited, and you want to go and help your child succeed. So I've never done it. Uh, really. I've never gone on opening day. I've, I've never just really gone out and pursued it. So I have some hang-ups about going shed hunting uh, this year, especially because of the hard winter. So I, I had some things that I tried to do to uh, mitigate the disruption to the animals. And overall, it just I don't know if it was that effective. Um, I'm still hung up whether we should or shouldn't this year, but uh, we ended up finding a couple, and my, my boy had the greatest time, and he was just excited. And so that's where the challenge is. You put pressure on the animals because of the impact of being out there, but then your child wants to be outside. So there's that hang-up. But after I dropped him off, I started to research a little about antlers because he was asking some questions. And I was trying to dis like find articles that specifically talk about uh, when they're going to drop and its number of daylight hours and all those things come into play. And while I was researching, I came across an article that I just didn't expect. And it was interesting. It was not from a biologist. It was from an engineer. And they were looking at it, a bunch of engineers were looking at it to understand how elk antler can resist fracturing when it's put under stress or trauma. Because you've all seen those elk battles where elk are just locked antlers and they're pushing and they're twisting and they're torquing on those antlers and they both walk away and... You're like, what the heck? How how are they? How do they still have antlers attached to their head? And that's exactly what engineers want to do because they want to create the exact same thing. There's numerous things in life. You can all come up with something that is constantly taking fracture or uh, that trauma or the crashes or whatever it is, and it just doesn't hold up well. My uh, my wife's grandmother, she was famous for literally hitting everything. Uh, she once hit uh, the middle, the center post of the train track lights, just driving. She had no idea where she was at. She backed literally into everything. And she needed a bumper that could improve overall resilience to crashes, and they were never able to find one before she passed. So researchers are trying to understand why elk antler is so resistant to fracturing. And they applied their test that they would use on a normal leg bone just to understand how tough it is. And all their normal tests failed because it wouldn't fracture. It was too tough. So they had to come up with the new ways of stressing it to figure out how to break it. And as they put more and more... Um, 
tension on the bone to try and snap it. They found something interesting. The way the elk antler is made with the veins, it creates a, a porous inner core and that porous inner core allows it when it's put under stress to deform. And so it reduces the amount of fracturing that's going on. They also found that inside the core, uh, they got what they called microfracturing, and so the microfracturing, because of the porous core, would be in minute areas and wouldn't split the overall antler. And this is exciting for researchers because they need to understand how this whole thing comes together so they can create these materials to reduce uh, the amount of fracturing in whatever they're trying to create, whether it's a building, building structures that are in earthquakes, you name it, there's, they're always looking for something. What they did find though overall is uh, the antler fractures more easily when the pressure is uh, created from the top to the bottom. So when they're compressing it, so longitudinally, when it's compressed, it's more willing to fracture but when it's on the sides and you're trying to snap it, it, re it, it resists that uh, ability to fracture. And so it's super interesting the way that nature has developed this type of technology over time and that we can go in and we can look at and understand the way it was developed and try to create materials similar. I th just to me, that's, that's one of the most fascinating things you can come across. So they are currently looking at the inside core of elk antler and I mean not just elk antler but they're looking at a lot of other things and they're trying to determine how to improve it uh, from an engineering standpoint. So wildlife are important. They're not just important to people who are excited about sheds. Wildlife are important to all aspects of our lives. There are things that we get from wildlife and things that we have learned because they've had evolutionarily enough time to develop that they have solved the problems for us and now we just have to understand how they got there and how can we create the same thing all right you guys that's it for today if you got any questions or things you'd like me to talk about go ahead and leave a comment on facebook or instagram go ahead and follow my podcast as well as let other people know and if there's people you'd like me to interview, let me know. I'm always excited and looking for more interviews as much as possible. You guys stay wild. Have a great day.